Hello, and welcome to your new favorite bookish podcast, Fully Booked and Caffeinated. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Heather. And today we have our monthly bonus episode, Bookish Banter and More, where we discuss the other books we've been reading this past month and whether we recommend them and also our other favorite pop culture obsessions. Heather, it is a beautiful Sunday morning it's and spring gorgeous. seems to be upon us. I see the sun peeking out. Spring has so, sprung. I mean, John Jinx it. It's, it is springing. I would say it's currently <laughs> springing. So uh, what beverage are you drinking this sunny morning? I mean, it doesn't even go with it at all because I was not leaving the house to get coffee this morning because I didn't want to get out of my pajamas. So <laughs> I'm just drinking a nice a hot K-cup with some uh, sweet cream creamer, which is my favorite creamer. Oh, the sweet cream is good. Uh-huh. So it's, it's nothing fancy. It's nothing fancy. Although, it's nothing I will say this. Springy. The past couple of days, I've been getting Dunkin' in Starbucks. And I found out, and this was the most amazing news that I ever discovered because being pregnant, I can't really have too much caffeine. Starbucks has decaf espresso roast. And I had really? no idea. I found out in my pregnancy Facebook group, someone had posted uh-huh. about it. And so yesterday, or the day before, I got my white chocolate mocha because it was after mm-hmm. it was in the afternoon, and I got it fully decaf. And I'm like, this is dangerous That's awesome. because now I can go to Starbucks all the time after work if I want to have yeah. Starbucks, if I'm like craving coffee. Yeah, but now you can have it and not have to worry about putting less espresso in it. And it's all my That's favorite nice because I prefer. I don't really like Starbucks. When I go to Starbucks, I always get like the espresso drinks. I don't get coffee. Yeah, yeah. espresso drinks. So it's like upsetting. And now I'll. <laughs> Now they have a decaf espresso roast. So now Starbucks is going to bankrupt you. Okay, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I have a weird one today. I'm cleaning out my Nespresso pods because I just put in a huge new order. And I found this random pod. It's Forest Almond. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, so I have that with French vanilla creamer. It's mm. not great. It's not awful. I'm going to drink it, but it's not great. Is it nutty flavored? Yes, but also fruity. And I hate fruity Uh, coffee. (laughs) Me too. I don't know. It's very weird. It it was like a a limited edition because Nespresso does like limited edition flavors Mm -hmm. all the time. And when Eric's parents moved, his mom gave us all of her pods. Oh, okay. And so I was like, what is this random thing? And then I Googled it and I was like, oh, but I had it anyway. It's fine. But the redeeming thing I had this morning was an English muffin with some delicious blueberry bourbon jam. Nice. In case our listeners don't know. Are you okay with me? (laughs) Are you okay with me saying this on the pod? Heather's wonderful husband mm-hmm. and Heather have a, a jam business with the most delectable jam in the universe. And I will take it upon myself to be the spokesperson for the wonderful jam because I go through a blueberry bourbon like once a month. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the only flavor, but it's the best flavor of yeah. I know. I know. It's so funny because since your Eric is allergic to bananas, I told you, I was yeah. like, when we're doing banana butter for the baby shower favors, and I'm like, I'm, like, I'm going to sneak you a blueberry bourbon. <laughs> Everyone else is getting banana. You're getting blueberry bourbon. <laughs> oh, I love it. And then I turned Allison onto it. Allison's yeah. obsessed with it. Mm-hmm. Oh, 
so yeah. good. So anyway, so that made up for my like, you know, mediocre coffee. Anywho, so let's talk about the books we read this month that we didn't review on the pod. Do you want to start and tell us about your reads? Yes, especially since I, you had a, like we were back and forth. You had a massive reading month. I did. I, well, two of the books I read were specifically, so I technically read seven books, but two were for, for uh, the pod podcast episodes. So I read The Death of Mrs. Westaway by Ruth Rare, which I loved. That was so good. That's a good one. I read Are You Sleeping by Kathleen Barber, which was my favorite read of the month. And it was, I just randomly found it at the library. And I mainly got it because I liked the cover. And then I read the mm-hmm. inside of the, the insert and I was like, oh, this is actually great because it's about like a crime podcast <laughs> so i, was like, I love that yeah <laughs> i read final offer by lauren asher which was the last book in the dreamland billionaires the other two i read last month which was good okay. i like that and then i read the golden couple by greer hendrix and sarah I don't know how to say her last name pecanon we're gonna go with pecanon sure sure uh, which i really really enjoyed that one too and then last month i had said that my anticipated february release was twisted by emily mcintyre and i was super excited about it and i gave it 2.5 stars because it was rough nobody a lot of people like a lot of my friends on bookstagram that read it Mm -hmm. didn't like it (laughs) really and now remind me was this in a series or this is just an author that you like she does standalone It, it is a series it's it's like the neverland series so they're all okay. based off Disney movies, but they're... Yes. Okay, she, I remember. She writes specifically from the villain's point of view, mm-hmm. and it's they're super, like, smutty. So mm-hmm. everyone... This one was based on Aladdin, so a lot of people were super excited about it, and it was... Yeah. Just missed the mark completely. And people... Yikes. A friend that I had talked to, her first three books in the series were self-published, and this one was... She has a book publisher, so she's she's wondering if maybe it was better because she was able to do it on her own, and now she has to like write for oh, the publishing company. Yeah, and like didn't have to take input. Yeah. So out of all the other ones you've read, all the other like uh, Disney themed ones, mm-hmm. you liked all the oh, other I ones. It's the first they one you didn't great. like. And then she released what <clears throat> the fifth one is going to be that comes out in November, and it's Hunchback of Notre Dame themed, and I'm like. <laughs> of all the choices <laughs> so wait I'm like a little I'm, I'm like listen the first three books are great this one not so much i'm not gonna rush to read the fifth one because i don't think wait I'm enjoy it <laughs> this is only the fifth book and she went with hunchback of notre yeah. dame like that mm-hmm. was that was the next one in her mind yeah okay I mean, no, whatever maybe she loves no it. judgment it's no fine. judgment but i maybe <laughs> have seen that movie once and i don't even know who the villain is in that movie uh i couldn't tell you i know i haven't exactly. i haven't seen it since i probably I, since it came it out was, so i was a little girl yeah it's like same thing as a kid i was like that wasn't my go-to it i probably only watched it one time yeah like i can picture the cartoon in my brain but like not mm-hmm. the whole thing no well, so we'll that's see. interesting maybe she'll change my mind i'm sure she'll redeem herself with other books but well maybe you'll have lower expectations for yes, that one which is also so- true 
So it might be better. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's so weird. Okay. Yes. Yes. All right. So I also read The Golden Couple mm-hmm. by Greer Hendricks and therapy um (laughs) i liked it originally i said that i wasn't crazy about it because i didn't really like the characters but then you and i talked about it Mm -hmm. and i did like it i mean it's you know it's a it's a basic run-of-the-mill thriller i would recommend reading it was it a five-star book no but i liked it um i read house across the lake by riley sager definitely yes recommend it was unexpected i thought it would be like a very overdone trope uh, but there was like extra elements in there, and I love Riley Sager, so I'll I read I anything. Have, I, have book. I want to read that one pretty bad. Yeah, that one is really good. Um, I read A Head Full of Ghosts by Paul Tremblay. I would say yes because it's way better than the book I read last month by him, which oh. I absolutely <laughs> hated. So, <laughs> an improvement is a yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Good Lie by A.R. Tory. This was good. It's a good mes- mystery. It was very twisty. There was a ton of, you know, unexpected twists and turns. And it was just overall a good one. Um, the venue. Okay, so I read two Splatterpunk books this okay. month. And Splatterpunk, for anyone who doesn't know, is it's kind of like a, a contested genre because everyone has, like, different interpretations of it. But mm-hmm. the... The brunt of it is it's basically extreme horror. There's a lot of violence and gore, but there's also always very strong social commentary. Okay. Um, so I read The Venue by TJ Payne, which was so entertaining. It's it's a <laughs> it's called The Venue a wedding novel. Oh. And it's splatterpunk. <laughs> so like just that's all you need to know. Very entertaining if you like slashers. Uh, the second one I read was Cotton Candy Massacre by Christopher Robertson. Uh, trigger warning, clowns, 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 and more clowns. If you can't do clowns, this is not the book for you. But I liked it. It was so fucking weird. <laughs> I think I remember seeing the cover you posted on an Instagram story. And it was a, it was a clown, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's probably over a hundred different clowns they describe in this book. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're into clouds or a, like abandoned theme park vibes, okay. that's a good one. Um, and then I read the sundown motel by Simone St. James. I liked this. I didn't like it as much as the book of cold cases, mm. but I am really liking Simone St. James. I've She's definitely just really good yeah. reviews of her books. Yeah. So I think like, I haven't read like a five star book by her yet, but all of them I've really liked. They're still good. Yeah, exactly. Like they're still worth reading. Um, I read Malibu Rising by Taylor Jenkins Reid. And this is the only book of the month for me that was a big no, no. And I was like, Heather's going to be so upset with me. (laughs) This is one of her favorite authors. How could I do this to her? It's fine, because I'm going to lend you Daisy Jones and the Six, and you're going to read it, yes. and you're going to hopefully love it. Yes. And so then, there, you know. there'll be an update mm-hmm. next month about <laughs> Daisy Jones and the Six, because I'm going to read it. Yeah. But this one was just, it gave me Outer Banks vibes, but without the treasure. <sighs> like, just like their lifestyle. 
And like, I almost DNF'd it a bunch of times, but they kept alluding to like something crazy happening. Okay. And then nothing crazy happened. And I was just like, oh, this was just like a story about their lives, which if I thought that going in, maybe I would have liked it more, Mm -hmm. but they made it sound like it was like a thriller. And I was like, oh, I don't think, yeah, her books aren't, I could have told you she's not a, she's more, she's a contemporary fiction author. But they made it sound like there was like this big event, not necessarily a thriller, but like a big event. Something big was going to happen. Exactly. And nothing happened. So I was like, okay, that was disappointing. Um, and then recommended to me last month by you, Hyde by Kirsten White. Mm-hmm. I really liked it. Uh, have you seen and or read Maze Runner? No. It's okay. My, I saw it. It's like on my like books I should have read years ago. Yeah. That it definitely gave me Maze Runner really? vibes. Oh, that's yeah. Really like Maze Runner then because I told you yeah. I really liked that book. Yeah, I think you would definitely like Maze Runner the book. The movies are eh, but the books are pretty good. Um, so yeah, I really like that one. And then the last one was The Last Thing He Told Me by Laura Dave. Uh, I really liked that too. I thought it was it was not boring at all because I flew through it and I really liked it. Mm-hmm. But it was like not a very complicated book. Okay. If that makes sense. Like it was just kind of like I read it and I was like, okay, that was good. But if I had to, like, break down the whole storyline, mm-hmm. it probably wasn't that imaginative or great. I don't know. But either way, I think it's worth the read, especially because it got so like last year. And it's on, um, it was a, a Reese's book club Book pick. club, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so what about anticipated releases coming up for April? Well, what was your favorite book that you read in March? <gasps> oh, Come on. That's a good question. I'm sorry. (laughs) I know I didn't have any five star books. Which is fair. But out of the ones that you read, which one stuck with you the most or did you enjoy the most? I would say. It was definitely Malibu Rising, right? It was definitely Malibu Rising. (laughs) I hope they make it a movie. Uh, No, I would say it was either House Across the Lake, which technically I read at the end of February, um, or Sundown Motel. Because I okay. really am liking Simone St. James That's, and her yeah. writing. So we'll go with Sundown Motel. Okay. All right. So what are you thinking about anticipated releases? I had one for March. And shocker here, it's a smutty book. Um, <laughs> it's also a book that was in like a standalone series. It's So the author is Sarah Kate. Mm-hmm. And the the series is called the Salacious Players Club, and this book is the fifth one, and it's called Highest Bitter. Okay, it's got a silver fox character, which Ooh. is my thing. Yeah, <laughs> I it just came out two days ago. the The release okay. was two days ago, so I had just started a new book on my <clears throat> Kindle. So that's going to be my next one. Okay, I'm anticipating, hopefully, a good review last month's was not so yeah so at the end of april we'll find out if i did in fact enjoy this book or if it was another upsetting one yes we need the update i have heard a lot about this this series though i've seen it a lot on tiktok and it's how many books are there so it's five and okay do you have kindle unlimited no 
that's how I've been that's what I've been reading them on is because a lot of these books are are, I just instead of buying them I just do the Kindle Unlimited Mm -hmm. so I actually really like the books because it makes it's basically about a consensual sex club oh yes and I it oh it it makes the and it's just it's a really great representation of how your kinks and what you like is normal and okay there are people out there that like the same things as you i like so this. it's very it's really 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 good like she's just a really okay. good author mm-hmm. the the spicy scenes are she writes them with such class and they're just mm-hmm. they're great so i really it's they're i would really i would recommend them it's I'm adding this to my TBR because that does yeah. sound like my kind of spicy. Yeah, the first book is called Praise. Praise by Sarah Kate. Okay. Is it Praise? No, that could be wrong. Hold on. I'm going to look it up real quick. It okay. Be. But I think it is, but I could be wrong. <laughs> There's so many books <laughs> and I have pregnancy brain. So while you talk about and, your books, I'm going to confirm. <laughs> well, and all of these books it have is like... It is Praise. Praise. Right. Okay. Okay. All of these books have like such generic names. Like if you tell me the names of books that I've read, I couldn't tell you the plot Uh because they don't give anything away. Yeah. Like even The Good Lie, which I read, I'm like, in a month, I won't be able to tell you the plot of that book. Mm -hmm. But anyway, okay. No, that's definitely, I'm going to check that out. And you said that a lot of uh, your spicy books are available on Kindle Unlimited. That's where you usually find them, right? That's where I read them. I really don't buy okay. them. I just, I read them on Kindle Unlimited because they're quick okay. reads. They're, right. they're, they're quick reads. And a lot of the times I, I enjoy them. And she has other other books and series that I want to read too. But so far okay. I've only read this one, but she's she's good. She, there's a sixth one coming out. And I think this eventually, and this that'll be the final one. Okay. Because okay. they're all, so it, it's four friends that run the club. Mm-hmm. So each the first four books is about each person. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, so what's the fifth one going to be about? About all of them? You don't know because you haven't read a it member, yet. I'm sorry, an older <laughs> member. No, but no, it's about no because he was he was in the other books. So okay. It's about, okay. He's like a member of the club. Got it. Okay. Then so the then it'll be like book, his POV. Yeah, and then the sixth book is the same thing. It's about a woman. That's a oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. so the four who organized it, and then a male and a female member. That's yeah. Cool. And then the first, so the first three are male, male like male members, mm-hmm. and then the fourth book is the female member of the club. Okay. And then so it mixes it up. It's not like it's just yeah. men. it's men and women. Okay, great. All right, I'm definitely gonna check out at mm-hmm. least the first one, see how I feel. Yeah. But that sounds like a cool uh, theme or. Yeah, I like storyline. I like it. Yeah, because sometimes like people make sex so taboo and like it shouldn't be discussed or your what you like shouldn't be right. You know, talked about, and so it, it's it's really good. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay, so I am looking forward to two books. One of them will surprise you, but uh, <laughs> Taylor Adams, who wrote No Exit, which we both read recently mm-hmm. and was a huge thing on TikTok last year, and I'm sure Bookstagram. Um, has a new book coming out called The Last Word. And it actually looks really good. It's about uh, this person who left a bad book review, like basically left like a one star on Goodreads, which just tracks with us. <laughs> like, yeah. And then I guess the book is like 
uh, the unfolding of the author finding out that she left a one-star review. So it sounds really good. Um, and then the other one is called Sisters of the Lost Nation by Nick Medina. And it's it's giving the only good Indians vibes. So I think you may be surprised why I would be anticipating such a release. If anyone listens to our (laughs) episode on only good Indians, maybe you're hoping that this is a better. Thank you. Yes. (laughs) So it's like the same type of thing. I don't know if there's any basketball that is, that is to be confirmed. Okay. Okay. But it's about this girl on a reservation who is dealing with like a bunch of crime and deaths and in her family or something like that. And there's some type of entity haunting her at the same time. Okay. So I'm like, maybe this will redeem the only good Indians as like this same weird subgenre. And if it doesn't, then I know that not for you. Just not, not for, for me. You. And I'm, I'm over it. <laughs> and if there's a mention of basketball, I'm done. You're out. <laughs> I'm out of there. (laughs) Okay, so next, uh, book news. There really wasn't too much crazy book news this month. Um, There's a few things. So as most of us know, the CEO of TikTok is currently testifying before Congress uh, because they're trying to ban TikTok, which, like, stay in your fucking lane. I'm sorry. I understand that there are issues with privacy laws and sharing and et cetera, et cetera. But while he was testifying, he shouted out book talk as an example of how TikTok is educating people, encouraging them to read and basically like listing it as one of the positive aspects of TikTok. So I thought that was pretty cool because it's true. It is true because if you think about it, book talk is what really caused this resurgence Oh, absolutely. In, in reading in, in authors, mm-hmm. a big reason why Colleen Hoover is as popular as she is now is because of BookTok. 1000%. And I saw, you know, a lot of people are speaking out about it because this is going on right now. A lot of like indie authors who really their only way to promote themselves mm-hmm. is on TikTok because, you know, they don't have publishers. They are publishing themselves there it's like you talked about last month with the um the authors that are self-published on kindle Kindle. unlimited yeah um it's that's how they promote is like through tiktok and and stuff like that so it's really it would really be to the detriment of a lot of these authors and to you know the book community as a whole too if Mm -hmm. As well as, you know, there's a lot of positives that have come from TikTok. I think there's also a lot of negatives that have come from TikTok. Yeah. But it was, it started and and blew up in a time where, like during COVID, where it was basically able to expand so quickly yeah. that I don't think they ever saw it happening like that. So now they're kind of having to like face those consequences mm-hmm. and ramifications of not being prepared for how big it was, you know? Yeah. TikTok is wild. It's a wild, yeah. wild place. I it, love it. It is. And there's something for literally everyone. So I remember when I first got pregnant, my best friend Vicky told me, she said, pregnancy TikTok is such a great informative place mm-hmm. because all these people before you obviously had children and they tell you the best ways for like, 
postpartum. Yep. You know, the best, they give you recommendations. And so it's, it's just, there's so much, there's so much. And there's cat videos. Yes, exactly. There's recipes. There's, there's also like in the past few years with so much like social unrest, it's been ways for people to share information and share support. And while that's not always a good thing, it can be used in a good way. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean, I think, do I think they probably need to restructure it and address all of these things that Congress has an issue with? Yes. Yeah. But if they get rid of TikTok, I'm going to be really sad. I'm I not going to lie. see it happening. I think they're going to try, but I don't think it's going to work. If Facebook can fucking exist. That's what I was just going to say. If there's other social medias that can exist. Yeah. Especially Facebook, which is a danger to us all. Yeah. Anyway, Agreed. <laughs> so so that's that. Um, and then the only other things I had were two authors who were releasing that they're coming out with new books. Um, Zoe Stage, who wrote Baby Teeth, which is a book about a creepy child. If you liked The Push by Ashley, uh, Ashley Audrain or... Um, The Perfect Child by Lucinda Berry, Baby Teeth is definitely right up your alley. She revealed that she'll be writing a sequel. That's fun. Yeah. So, because I guess everyone has been asking her for a while. That one's been out for a couple of years. Um, And it's funny because I didn't like that book because of the ending. Because the ending was so (laughs) abrupt. So I'm like, like maybe a sequel will redeem it. And then lastly, we talked about the other day, uh, Gillian Flynn can confirm this is how she pronounces her name. It's not Gillian. It's Gillian. Uh, She did an interview with the Chicago Tribune where she hinted at her next book. Unfortunately, she has no timeline and expects it to not be done anytime soon since she only has the first draft done. It's just been so long since she released a book, and I'm so excited for it whenever it decides to be released. And, like, the books that she has are just chef's kiss perfect. Mm-hmm. So, but she's a publisher now, so she's focusing most of her energy yeah. on that. And that's the reason she gives us for making us wait so long for a new masterpiece. So I will forgive her. <laughs> Grudgingly. Yeah, the, the one thing that I wanted to mention, I forgot to shot in the notes was they what i thought was pretty cool is they released the poster for the hunger games movie the ballad of songbirds and snakes yeah and they looks like they released like a couple stills from the from the movie so. and that comes out in november right november okay yeah, yeah i'm excited so. for that and obviously we have our hunger games episode coming up so Yep, on Thursday. Yeah, so everyone let us know you think about it, and then maybe we'll make it all the way to Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. <laughs> that was a prequel, right? Yes, I think so. It was a prequel. <clears throat> I haven't read it. I need to read it. It's... Yeah, I have it, but I have not read it. Yeah. But I'm sure it's amazing. I mean, yeah. come on. Okay, so what have we been watching this month? Before we start, just everyone know i do have a job okay <laughs> yeah you killed and, me again. <laughs> but i have been 
unable to leave the house basically for the entire month because we got a new puppy. Okay. So I read a lot and I watched a lot. Don't at me. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> so what, what are you watching? You start so us I, off. Yeah. I feel like I didn't binge as much this month as I had anticipated, but it was a crazy month for us with the market season starting and then mm-hmm. it was our wedding anniversary. So it's just, we haven't been home as much, but I did finish I did binge the entirety of Daisy Jones and the Six, which was so fucking good. I already want to rewatch it now that I have now because so they were they did like a a staggered release. So they would right. do the first three, the first three, and then they did two and two. So I want to be able to just watch them consecutively. Yeah. It was so well done. I just feel that anything that Reese Witherspoon's company touches mm-hmm. is just always because she did Little Fires Everywhere, mm-hmm. which was incredible. So good. I didn't read the book, but the series was so good. Mm-hmm. So just everything she does is just is just great, and it definitely they definitely changed a couple aspects from the book, but it's pretty close to the book, mm-hmm. and the casting was legitimately perfect. Yeah, I'm original, so excited to read it. I'm so excited yeah, to watch it. The original music is great. The cast had talked multiple times about how they all went through band camp. It's so, so they cool. They all learned how to play the musical instruments that they so they're actually playing them mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. the track and everything. It's it's them. It's not other musicians. It's actually all these actors. And that's so it makes such a difference. Like it's so it makes it so much more authentic. Mm-hmm. But it so was that's just, really cool. It was great. I cried. It was great. So I started the first season of Shadow and Bone. I didn't get a chance to fully binge it yet. And I recently, just yesterday, bought the first three in the series. So I was told to finish season one, read all the books. So there's, I want to say there's eight books in total eight or nine okay. i can't remember okay and then watch season two because season two was terrible <laughs> oh okay yeah so yeah my friend is like obsessed with the series and she was really really excited about the second season and she said it was very very disappointing oh that's unfortunate so, yep so i'm gonna finish it and then read all the books and then watch season two <laughs> okay yeah and then I know we both started Challenge World Championship. Yes. Which I really like. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. So far, so good. I really mm-hmm. like the... I'm not crazy about the the countries going against each other because it was just automatically not fair that Argentina yeah. only had a couple people. A, yeah. So, But once they get down to like, like getting rid of the easy targets, as they say... Mm-hmm. Then I think it'll get even better when it's yeah. like U.S. going against U.S. and pulling, you know, U.K. and stuff into it. But yeah, it seems pretty good so far, and I like, um, I like the the new the new people from uh, what was it from from Challenge USA? Yeah kind of trying to like mix their politics with like the mm-hmm. legends which is i i think it's going to be an interesting dynamic once that really comes to fruition later on in yeah. the season oh absolutely because the newer people are like not changing their minds like you know what i mean and it's it's kind of crazy so yeah and they come from shows like survivor and big brother which mm-hmm. is such a 
it's such a well, it's actually, just no, the three different of them, strategy. Actually, no, the three of them are all from they're all from Survivor. Yes, and they're so all from Survivor, Survivor, you're constantly playing a game. You're mm-hmm. constantly thinking of how to stay in the game. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit different on the challenge because the challenge you have all these bonds formed with the same people every season. Yeah. So they already know like the the big the the massive group that they're together. They're going to all go to the end. So they just yep. pick people off. Whereas on Survivor, you don't really have that luxury. You well, also. To, it's different because in the past when people from Survivor or Big Brother, Survivor like Jay and Michelle mm-hmm. and Big Brother, Amber, like when they came on to seasons of the challenge, they were automatically rookies, underdogs. Yeah. So they had to adapt to the the original challenge game. But this one they don't have to because they're coming in like Mm -hmm. on equal footing you know what i'm saying so exactly what you're saying that they're always playing a game like they're actually able to do that as opposed to just like trying to survive Mm -hmm. so so it's really good yeah and then two of my favorite shows came back this month uh the mandalorian season three came out and then ted lasso the third season of ted lasso which is it's just mine eric's favorite show it's just so wholesome and so cute. We we mm-hmm. love it. This is supposed to be Jason uh Sudeikis had said this was going to be it was only going to be 3 seasons. Okay. But there's speculation that if this, if there's more to tell, they will do more. Yeah. I so love him I'm, so much. I'm hoping they do more. Yeah. So, but this cuz this is just this is our favorite show. We we love it. It's so good. And why stop at 3 when you could just keep going forever? You can be like you and just speaking of say that there's this is going to be the final season and then say just kidding this next season is going to be the final yeah. season. So obviously <laughs> the second half of you season four, mm-hmm. season four, yeah, came out. Um, you didn't end up finishing all of them. No, right? but, but I I looked up the spoilers because I yeah I knew that I I knew that I was going to get spoiled because I knew that I couldn't binge it in time. Yeah. So yeah. Definitely go Which... back and watch it because it's the last episode. I was like very unhappy with the way it was playing out. And I was like, this is not, this is like not fitting the show and like the theme of the show mm-hmm. and the way it's been going for the past, you know, three and a half seasons. But then the very end of the last episode, you're like, oh, there's Joe. There yeah. he is. But I liked that the conspiracy theory that we talked about on the February episode end up being true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But not just like, so cut and dry. No, like, no, it was no, true. Not. Yeah. But then it just like expanded yeah. and snowballed and went crazy. So yeah. I, I really liked it. I mean, like you said, there's now they said they're going to have the fifth and final season, but it's going to be a different showrunner, which is weird mm. that there's not keeping the same showrunner for the last season. Oh, I didn't, I didn't see that. Yeah. So I, I'm not sure, you know, why or whatever. I'm sure more information will come out as as they start filming it or whatever. But that'll be interesting. It'll, it'll probably, well, it could go either way. But I think that Penn Badgley has such a heavy hand in the show too. So yes. I think that it, he'll probably try to keep it on the same trajectory and, and the same tone. Yeah, and he's. They said that. So he directed one episode. Uh, I can't remember which episode, like number it was, but it was the one where Joe is basically not in the episode at all. And it's like the whole episode is about Marianne. Okay. And he, and he directed, directed that. that. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. so excited to watch it because I didn't see that one yet. Yeah. So I'm excited to watch that one then. Yeah. So it's it's interesting to see like 
they, you know, they did that on purpose that the the episode that he was directing is one that like Joe is barely in so that he had like the freedom to direct it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, That was basically the shows that I enjoyed the most. And then podcast wise, uh, I just started yesterday the episode of the bachelor podcast rewatch podcast that I, we listened to love to see it. Mm-hmm. They had a special interview with Clayton mm-hmm. and apparently he wrote a book, mm-hmm. which I didn't know until this was the episode. And so it was, <clears throat> it was cool to listen to his episode and his take on his season of the bachelor and how the whole base of the book is about mental health and, yeah. and mindfulness and, the whole reason why he started even journaling was because of Brandon being mm-hmm. roommates with him and Brandon was journaling and mm-hmm. he was like, I was so set in like toxic masculinity that I thought that that was you men don't do that. Yeah. And then he started to do it and he realized how cathartic it was. Yeah, it is a really good episode. And he I mean, like, do I think I'm going to read his book? No, but no. he is like very open about all of that stuff. He's very open about how the show has affected him and how all of like the negative comments and the backlash that he got really affected him and how he's had to deal with that. And basically how like the community as a whole, like what issues they have Mm -hmm. and what they could be doing better and stuff. So I really liked how open he was because I mean, I could care less about him during his season like everyone else but he was so much more relatable like you could tell that he wasn't being led Mm -hmm. to say things yeah um and then if we're talking about podcast episodes we have to talk about cole sprouse i call her daddy yet i didn't listen to it yet but you've seen the memes i've seen seen the the memes okay how could i not why did he smoke four cigarettes back to back inside of her podcasting studio my guy yes. that's icky he gives, but the one thing that is because because i was oh my god i was so into riverdale when it first mm-hmm. came out and then it went off the rails and i stopped watching but he's just who he is and that's just it like yes he'll, he has no qualms <clears throat> about being who he is and not caring what people think. i agree with that but I know you didn't listen to the episode, but there... No, it's fine. There were some parts on there. Basically, okay, so he he spoke out about being a childhood star. And she asked him, you know, how that's affected him and stuff. And he, the way he spoke about other childhood stars, like Disney, Nickelodeon stars, was very weird. Like, basically saying how he didn't see how there was any abuse happening insinuating that the people complaining never really had to struggle in their life so like insinuating that they could possibly be like making it up i'm i'm obviously paraphrasing but these are the vibes but it's obviously not true remotely but of course not because they they just released that article about amanda Bynes Mm -hmm. and and but that's why i thought it was so weird because it it felt so inappropriate for him to talk like that, especially because all of the stuff about Dan Schneider came out recently. Mm-hmm. Jeanette McCurdy's book came mm-hmm. out recently. Like you just said, the stuff about Amanda Bynes came out recently. Like it's obviously not true. And the way that he just kind of insinuated that they were like making it up for attention. And it's also not his place to, to 
confirm or deny their own personal stories. Exactly. Personal exactly. And he did say like, I mean, I guess that could have happened on their shows, but it didn't happen on ours. But he was just like very cynical in the way he was talking about it. And I was like, it just, you know, it was kind of like invalidating all this other stuff that's going on. And if you don't know, then just like, shut the fuck up. Like, yeah. Disney stars definitely had their own like abuse and trauma, but I do think that Nickelodeon was way worse. I agree with that. And I think Nickelodeon was like earlier on, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because I watched Nickelodeon when I was younger and Me like too. the Disney shows like Hannah Montana and Sweet Life Zack and Cody, those were like a little like I was too old to be watching those kind yeah. of you know what I mean yeah and obviously like you see like the, the child stars that came from that and they clearly went through some stuff you had Demi Lovato mm-hmm. she had her times where things didn't go great for her mm-hmm. Miley Cyrus mm-hmm. Selena Gomez you know so it's just no matter what it's children in the entertainment world go through more than you could ever imagine yeah and I'm, I'm happy that this is coming out I mean we even talked about it last episode on like the cult of child stars and stuff like that like I'm happy that that it's basically like the me too movement like people yeah. are starting to feel comfortable enough to come forward mm-hmm. and of course there are going to be people who don't believe them and I'm not talking obviously specifically about Cole Sprouse anymore but of course there's going to be people who doubt it who don't believe them who you know say that they're their experiences weren't as bad as they they thought they were or whatever but it's just good that it seems to be coming out more and people are able to talk about it more i listened to the one tree hill rewatch podcast drama queens and the three of them are so open about the trauma and stuff that they experienced with mark Mm -hmm. schwann yeah they're they're very open about it and how you know the shit that that he put them through because that mm-hmm. was a whole thing yeah oh yeah absolutely you know and so it's just and they were teenagers mm-hmm. so they might not have been children they might, might not be like a children's show but they were still young te- impressionable yeah teenagers. and still in they their formative only, years they were only in their late teens early 20s mm-hmm. so and the abuse that he inflicted on them like he was such it's just the way he treated women was terrible it was disgusting yeah mm-hmm. yeah so Anyway, it was just the whole episode was just like kind of cringy. <laughs> I mean, I liked I liked Riverdale too when it first came out, so I was like super excited to listen to it. And he is very funny. Yeah. But some of it I was just like, girl, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> and the memes had me had me dying. Mm-hmm. Um okay. and, and he like and he even posted the memes. Yes, his, yes, he reposted his favorite him. ones. He does that all the time, is he'll post stuff of and on the internet about himself or oh, like yeah. post you know, distorted pictures of himself because yes. he just doesn't care. And even in the episode, he was like so self-deprecating. Like he talked about mm-hmm. like when he lost his virginity and he's like making yeah. fun of himself. Like I, I liked it. Like I thought that mm-hmm. most of it, he was very relatable. I just didn't like that part about, you know, yeah. don't speak to other people's trauma. That's it. No. Um. Okay. So two movies I watched this month, knock at the cabin. This is an update from last month. I said that I would watch it because I hated the book and the movie was better than the book. Still not great. Yeah. Um, I thought it would be really good because it was M. Night Shyamalan. And but you know, his movies are hit or miss. 
I know. And he hasn't had a really good one in a while. No. So I just felt like there was so much potential. Also, this is only his second R-rated movie. And. Oh. Yeah, which is weird. I know. His other movies are PG-13. And I I can't remember the other one that's rated R. It might be The Village. I don't know. Don't quote me. I'm not sure. But there was like. There were parts where seeing like the kills or the blood and gore would have actually helped the storyline Got you. and they didn't show it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's weird because you got an R rating. I don't know what the R rating was for. Yeah it, was, yeah. it was very weird, but it did have a different ending than the book. So that's why I liked it better than the book. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that was good. Yeah. Um, and then Eric and I watched the Murdoch murders docuseries. So my Girl. Eric watched it with his friends. <laughs> The one night that they were here, yeah. I was shocked because Eric doesn't watch this kind of stuff. Yeah, and then he was—I haven't watched it yet, but I heard that it's—it is fucking crazy. So like, I didn't want to yeah. watch it because I was like, they're still going through his trial at mm-hmm. the time when it came out. Like, there's still so much more information, but there was so much background that I didn't know about. There's obviously things during the trial that they didn't include that, like, there is more to the story, but just like seeing all the stuff that this family went through and like how powerful they were and how brave these people are to speak out about it in the docuseries Mm -hmm. is like, it's, it's wild. It's definitely, definitely worth the watch if you're into true crime and stuff. And it's only, I want to say it's only three episodes. I think that's all it was. Yeah. So it's not like it's super long. Because the trial was still ongoing. Yeah. So this is basically like the background of like all the other sketchy deaths that have happened around this family and about the son who was killed um the things that he went through beforehand because he had some legal troubles before all of this so that's it's kind of like the backstory um so that was really good and then obviously we both watched love is blind season four the first five episodes Mm -hmm. dropped uh, we won't spoil anything, but it seems like it's going to be a very good season. Yeah, I think so. There's lots of drama. There's a lot more in the house drama than there has been on past mm-hmm. seasons. Um, I watched Devil in Ohio on Netflix. I, I have that on my like checked off to watch. So I liked it. Apparently it's based on a book. The book has horrible horrible reviews but the show was pretty good it's about a girl who escapes from a cult and they find her in the hospital and the psychologist who's treating her takes her home to foster her and then like shit just unravels from there um but yeah it's only like eight episodes i think and it was it was a pretty good watch it's very creepy especially if you're into like religious cult stuff Mm -hmm. so i i like that um, Eric and I watched 20-somethings Austin, which I know Was didn't just come out. Okay, it's the real world. Like, why is yeah. MTV not suing Netflix for doing the real world? Because that's what it was. But I wanted to watch it because I was curious about Abby, because we saw her on Perfect Match. Mm-hmm. My girl is a hot mess. I know that she has grown since then, but on this show, who boy. It's, it's entertaining. Um, 
<laughs> so entertaining. Okay. Um, Survivor, we've both been watching, obviously. Yeah. So good. So what do you think about the new era of Survivor with all the twists and idols and fake idols and advantages and all um, that? I mean, I th- when they first changed it to make it shorter... I was a little perturbed by it, mm-hmm. but I kind of like the fast-pacedness of it now, and I really like the advantages this season. Like the or the like the I like that when they open the bird cage and there's a real idol and a fake idol, mm-hmm. and then you could hide the fake idol. Yeah, and I think that that was genius. I was- completely agree, but. And like Tyson talked about this on his podcast, how is this going to set up future seasons? Like people are going to find an idol and never believe if it's real. Which makes it even better, I think. Yes. Because it causes that that doubt. Like, there, you, like you're literally idol? never safe. Or, and then so you have to eventually play it and you're either, it's going to be 50-50. Mm-hmm. You're either safe or you're going home. And it's going to completely affect the final three tribal council because if you play an idol wrong and you get embarrassed like that even if you Mm -hmm. don't go home oof that's bad Mm -hmm. so i i like it too but the only thing that i don't like is how much screen time it gets like this past episode most recent episode the entire episode was about Hiding the fake idols, finding the fake idols, finding the real idols, the journey with those idols. Like, there wasn't enough camp life and, like, strategy talking. It was mostly just the idols. So I'm like, I like it, but I want a better balance, if that makes sense, you know? Yeah. But but I think it's cool how they're, they're not just doing the same thing over and over again, because obviously they can't because people have seen the seasons, but... But it's definitely a new era. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last TV show, which I'm... There's three seasons. I just started season two. It's called Tagged. And it's on Netflix. It's giving Pretty Little Liars. Oh. It's about, like, these three girls who are tagged in a video of someone being murdered. That's literally the oh. first episode. No spoilers. And... Then the whole rest of it is just like someone is fucking with them by like tagging them in videos, texting them, filming them. Like it, it, it's definitely giving early Pretty Little Liars vibes. So, and Eric is watching it with me. I mean, he he loves it. He's like, this show's so great. And I'm like, I'm like, do you want to go back and watch all ten seasons of Pretty Little Liars? Because that's that's a that's a journey I, I would not. I do. didn't even make it through like. I think I only got through three seasons. Oh, I watched to the bitter end. Oh, no, I, I believe you and, and, I, you... and I commend you. No, 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 no. You are lucky. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was you, okay? <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that's it. Uh, looking forward to the waco docuseries just came out on netflix it came out a couple days ago so that's next on my list it's supposed to be really good everyone's been talking about it and then the last thing he told me which is uh based on that book by laura dave the tv adaptation comes out april 14th on apple tv 
So and has Jennifer Garner in it. So we'll That's see. The guy from Game of Thrones, I think. Yes, I can't remember his name, but yes, him. It's like Nikolai or something. Yes, Nikolai's something like that. Mm-hmm. And then tonight is the fin- begins the final se- uh, the final season of Succession, which I'm very sad about, but also so excited that it starts tonight. Oh, okay. What season is this? Four. And this is the final Four. one. Okay. Four. Yes, four. And it's the final one. I didn't know that until I saw the trailer for it and I got really sad. Oh. Because it's so, oh my God, it's just, HBO's, man, they really come out with some quality TV shows. No, they really do. They really and do. This, I hadn't watched it when it first came out. My friend had told me I needed to and then I binged the first two seasons and then I was able to watch season three when it came out. And just all of these actors play these parts phenomenally yeah and brian cox is just i think he's scottish he's just a scottish old king and i love him (laughs) so much and it's just it's it's really good it's definitely you can't do anything when watching it you have to fully focus okay okay it's not something so there's a lot to follow i don't look at my phone i'm just because you have to and it can be dry Okay. Sometimes, but the writing is so good. The storylines each season, the cliffhangers they leave it on each season are always so well written. Oh wow! Just... Yeah, everyone talks so, about it and says it's mm-hmm. amazing. So I'm yeah. missing out on that one. And it's just so funny because Matthew McFadden, who plays Tom in this show, his character is just so he played Mr. Darcy in Pride and Prejudice with mm-hmm. Kira Knightley, mm-hmm. and so seeing him play that to this is just totally different spectrum it's so weird and it's just it's great because his character is like this nerdy guy who's just always puts his foot in his mouth and he's just and it's just great oh, i recommend okay. it all right yeah uh anything else that we're looking forward to this month i was looking it up and i think that there's really actually not much coming out in april yeah, I think everything it's came out like now. in March, <laughs> and now they're probably anticipating summer releases. Right, right. Yeah, so we're just gonna continue Survivor, the challenge. Although, I do have to go see the Dungeons and Dragons movies with my husband, <laughs> but it's gotten like super high ratings on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, I'm sure it's gonna be good, and I'm sure the budget is like crazy high for those. And movies. it has a great cat. It has Chris Pine. I'm like, <gasps> I will go see it mainly oh, because Chris Pine is in it. <laughs> I love Chris Pine. <laughs> Me too. So that comes out. I think it comes out this Friday. Okay. All so right. We're, so we're going to, I think they did a special screening this weekend, but it comes yeah. out on Friday. So, I, and this is going to be the first movie we're going to see in theaters since before COVID. Really? Because even before COVID, we couldn't even remember the last movie we yeah. saw. Yeah. I think I saw Halloween, the latest not the latest one, this the one right before this latest one. I went with Eric's mom. And then we were supposed to go see Scream 6 the weekend it came out. And then we got the puppy and it all <laughs> came tumbling down. <laughs> yeah, so now I'm like, I'm going to wait for it to come out on Peacock, which it probably will in the next yeah. month. So, but that's exciting that's... to go to the movies. Yeah. You better get a nice big thing of popcorn. Are you allowed to have popcorn? Uh, yes. And I'm actually so excited because <laughs> I, I haven't had movie theater popcorn in years. There's nothing There's nothing comparable. There's nothing. No. Like, it's unparalleled. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, 
Shall we get to our book questions? Yes, ma'am. Do you want to go first or would you like me sure. to go first? No, okay. I'll go first? Go ahead. So in the theme of nostalgia, since we both reread The Hunger Games and did our episode on it on Thursday, I wanted to go back even farther to your childhood. Oh god. Because Eric and I, when we went to Virginia this past weekend, we went to this this bookstore that was kind of like an ant not like an antique bookstore, but they had it was like a trade bookstore so you would oh like a book trader books yeah Yeah. and then it was so and i was there and a books books that i loved as a kid i was obsessed with the tv show arthur oh i love arthur so i had all the books and i didn't even know there were books yeah they were i loved them they were so great okay well I, i had found some at the at the uh, the bookstore, but I didn't buy them because I still have mine from my childhood. Oh my gosh! Kept them specifically if I end up having a kid, so I can share with them. That's yeah. adorable. And a couple of them are tattered; they're written in, yeah, ripped, but missing covers. And yeah, yeah. So I used to always read the Arthur books. I read all the Clifford books. Oh yeah, Clifford. Like, PBS shows I loved, and then I would get the books when they came out. <gasps> that's so cute okay <laughs> so it's like a nostalgic thing so i don't know what you read in your in your if you can recall like before like fear street and all that like what you read as like a young kid i i don't well okay i started reading or like babysitter's club right we were like young kids when we read those yeah i started reading chapter books in first grade so i can't remember before that but mm-hmm. my main thing in first grade, like the first chapter books that I started yeah. before I got into the scary stuff were uh, Sweet Valley Twins, yeah. which was like the spinoff of Sweet Valley High. So mm-hmm. my sister was reading Sweet Valley High because it was more of like a like a YA preteen yeah. thing. Uh-huh. And I was reading Sweet Valley Twins. I remember those too. Oh, my God. And I was obsessed with them. And we would go. We had a book trader by our house where we grew up. And my mom and I would go and we have to find, cause you know, obviously there's like a thousand books in the damn series mm-hmm. and I had to read them in order and we would try and like hunt down all the books because I would fly through them. Yeah. So those were definitely like the first ones I remember really being obsessed with. Oh, I love it. And I wonder, oh my God, I just want to read one like just for. Me too. Like the same thing. Cause I remember, I remember going to the library I, I had bought them too, but I remember specifically going to the library for like the Babysitter's Club. And I yeah. same thing, I would have to read them in order. I have this OCD, I can't read book series out of order. Even yeah. if they're like standalone, I don't care. I need to read them one, two, three, four, five. I need oh, to I read totally them in agree. The order that they were released. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. It's like it's like reading a book backwards. Like, yeah. you have to read them in order. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, that was a good question. All right. So, my question is. What living author would you love to meet and why? <sighs> I've actually met one of my favorite authors before. Oh, you can tell us about that if you like. But I'll also answer that too. I met Sarah Dessen. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Eric and I went to the Brooklyn Book Festival a couple years ago. Uh-huh. And she was one of the speakers there and you got to like meet okay. her after and she she signed the book that I bought. Oh, that's awesome. I have a picture with her too, but I love her because she was one of my favorite YA novels. Like yeah. Novels. Her books were really impactful. 
but I think I'd want to meet John Green. Okay. Yeah, I'd want to meet John Green. And why? What What would you say to John Green? Like, where he gets his inspiration from, too, because every single one of his books that I've read are different. Not Neither of them is the same. Oh, okay. So that's a good they're question. So, they're so... They have... And they're also so tragic. Yeah. And you want to, you wonder where you pull that from. That's, that's so true. And that's like a good question for any author. Like, is this just something you woke up in the middle of the night and it came to you or you drew from mm-hmm. experience or you drew from yeah. books that you read? Or... Each book, each book is so, you cry reading every single John yeah. Green book you read. Like the fault in our stars had to do with cancer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, looking for Alaska had to do with suicide. Mm-hmm. Paper towns had to do with the love of your life moving away. Like, yeah. it's just like, it's, yeah. it's and like all very to, different. Like running away. Sad. Yeah. So it's, it's, they're good. And I like, he does a podcast with his brother, Hank. Um, It's called Dear John and Hank mm-hmm. that Eric got me into. And I'll listen to that once in a while. And they'll, they'll okay. answer. Cause Hank is like a science nerd uh-huh so they and then so they'll each talk about they'll answer people people send in questions and they answer mm-hmm. them and it's just they're it's good I okay like yeah what about you so mine is jk rowling obviously <laughs> to punch her in the face <laughs> well first to thank her for the harry potter series yes. because it changed my life I, in it so my many too. ways it mm-hmm. My family bonded over going to see the movies when I was younger. I connected with people and friends and I'll just never stop loving it. No. But I also would give her a nice big slap across the face (laughs) for being hateful and for tainting my experience with the series because the thing that made me love it and made you know, everyone loved it so much is that it was so, it felt so accepting. Like it was so okay to be different or to be the smart girl or to be, you know, just to have a a fucked up family life. Like Mm -hmm. everyone was included. And then when she came out after and said that so many of the characters were LGBT, like, oh, I'm sorry, no tea, just, (laughs) just, you know, queer characters and then now she comes out as just anti-trans and so hateful and so just passionate about her yeah. hatefulness. It just, it really like sullies the whole thing, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it goes back on everything that it was supposed to stand for. Mm-hmm. So, so I would thank her, but then I would slap her. Yeah. It's like a catch 22. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mixed feelings. But anyway, <laughs> so anything else that we have to to touch on no i think that's our march wrapped up all right well that's all we have for you this month if you like what you hear please make sure to follow subscribe and rate and review the podcast on whatever platform it will really help us since we're just starting up so if you can rate and review that gives us an idea Mm -hmm. of you know how we're doing Um, If you have any questions or book recommendations for us, you can email us at fullybookedcalfpod at gmail.com. We will also be looking for listener questions regarding our upcoming reads. So keep an eye out for that on our Instagram. And you can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at fullybookedcalfpod. 
Thanks for checking us out. And remember, if you need us, we're fully booked. Bye. Bye.